0: Hello everyone. Thanks again for joining us on Order Up, the podcast from the National Restaurant Association. I'm Carly McBride, Marketing Program Manager and your host for this week's episode. Today on Order Up, we're discussing an important topic to restaurants and consumers alike, kids nutrition. I'm excited to welcome Jeff Clark, who leads all of our nutrition initiatives here at the National Restaurant Association, as well as Maggie Gentilly, who is Vice President of Food and Nutrition Policy from Food Directions. Jeff and Maggie will discuss the newly revamped program, uh, the importance of healthy options for kids, and most importantly, how restaurants can participate. So Jeff and Maggie, this is such a relevant topic right now. So thank you for taking some time to speak with us. Let's get started. So to kick us off, I'd love to learn more about the two of you. Can you please uh, introduce yourself and tell us a bit more about your roles? Uh, So Jeff, let's start with you and then we'll turn to Maggie.
1: Sure, happy to. Um, I've been at the National Restaurant Association for eight years now, which has really flown by. Uh Uh, In my day-to-day work, you know, I really do engage directly with employees of our member companies, so large national chains, on topics of sustainability, food safety, quality assurance, and nutrition. So many of these companies have dietitians on staff, they have a sustainability expert on staff, they have a food safety individual on staff, and I'll work with them to uh, help them Uh, do research or publish reports like our food waste initiative uh, 86 food waste you know that helps restaurants cut costly food from going into the trash or plan and moderate online digital events or when we were able to do things like in-person events put those on like uh, I did one in September with food safety and quality assurance group really talking about what's happened under the COVID pandemic, what kind of changes has happened to their jobs, what to kind of look for on state and local policy, those kind of efforts. And finally, I'm really overseeing with a lot of help, uh, the relaunch of our association's Kids of World well program. And I'm really excited about this. I'm very passionate about the initiative. I'm a father of three children under five myself, so it's very near and dear to my heart and do enjoy kind of learning a ton about this and kind of helping shift the conversation around children's food and nutrition uh, in restaurants. So Maggie, you wanna say a few few words about yourself?
2: Sure, Sure. thanks, Jeff. Um, So after working at the National Restaurant Association, um, I joined a company called Food Directions in 2011. Um, Food Directions is a nutrition consulting firm that works with businesses and organizations like National Restaurant Association to really empower them with a voice and strategy and shape the policies in our global food system. Um, By training, I'm a registered dietitian and a member of groups like the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics and the Institute of Food Technologists. Um, Similar to Jeff, um, I have three children under four, so Jeff and I spend a lot of time swapping stories and photos um, of parenthood in these very strange times.
0: Thank you, Jeff and Maggie, for uh, for your introductions. You are both very qualified for uh, leading this program, not only with your qualifications, but your uh, parenting experience as well. Uh, so Jeff, can you speak a bit about the history of the Kids Live Well program? So why did it initially begin um, and when, and why was it important to us?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the Kids Live Well program was originally launched in 2011, and it was a a big positive success. Um, While I was personally not involved with the program at that time, I believe the association saw a real opportunity to influence what restaurants were serving on their kids' menus and really offering parents a choice about whether they wanted to order better for you meals for their children, and is something that uh, the kids would enjoy. And at its peak, there were 150 brands involved with 42,000 locations across the country. So it was a real success and got a lot of press. And the association kind of worked with a third party to oversee the program's administration. And, And over time, unfortunately, the Kids Live Well momentum slowly ebbed. And restaurant brands, I don't think really found the value over you know basically a decade to uh, what the initiative was you know initially launched as, and and they kind of probably hoped. So when I took this initiative back on, I really did want to turn the momentum around, update the criteria, and make sure that restaurants really did find value in the program once we relaunched it. And of course, uh, we. Did run into the pandemic so everything had to be kind of shifted back Uh, we were going to launch uh, in april of 2020 at a in-person show in chicago and that of course had to be postponed so uh, we're excited to relaunch the program now are looking for restaurants to get involved who are you know passionate want to bring better for you meals to children in their community. And we're looking for, rather than you know, a big numbers game, I'd rather have restaurateurs who really do want to get more involved in offering creative, tasty, and frankly, interesting and better for you meals for children in their community. And I'd rather have a, a passionate vocal group of small restaurant tours and businesses who see the opportunity here than kind of shooting uh, for a big launch here at the get go. So excited to, to get this moving forward.
0: Great. Thanks, Jeff. Um, so tell me a bit about how it's different this time around.
1: Sure. So uh, first things first, I want to you know thank and acknowledge Maggie, who is the real brainchild for updating this program. and she really leveraged both her expertise, and network as a dietitian to ensure that the program was acceptable to both the restaurant business community and to the public health community. And the public health community are really pushing for a lot of changes to how Americans consume food, you know, sodium, calories, amount of fat, all these other initiatives that they're really moving for, both in academia and in nonprofits. And Maggie really put in a ton of work behind the scenes to make sure that the Kids Live Well program was updated to their satisfaction and the business community's satisfaction and was really acceptable to uh, our diverse group of stakeholders for this initiative. So with that said, you know there were a lot of changes, a lot of work done here on the the both, you know, back end and kind of what's now presented. And first we updated the criteria to follow current laws and dietary science both of which have changed relatively significantly in the past 10 years since 2011. So a good example is the original Kids of Well program limited artificial trans fat in the food, but FDA banned trans artificial trans fat in food in 2015. So it's no longer a valid criterion for Kids of Well program. So we removed that completely. Another example is the public health community is calling for sodium reductions, as I mentioned. And we did reduce the sodium about 10% uh, from the original Uh, 770 milligrams down to 700 milligrams and so that was an important kind of uh, effort as well and similarly we wanted to align with the new nutrition facts panel found on most store-bought foods and a lot of the supply chain that restaurateurs uh, do buy so that includes added sugar so naturally occurring sugars like in fruit uh or some vegetables or you know whole grains are now acceptable and we don't measure that we just look at the added sugar so what kind of you know uh maple syrup or honey or a sort of other you know just sugar itself added to the food uh so naturally occurring sugars are just fine for new kids of well meals um secondly we you know we require two meals and two sides. The original program was just one meal and one side. And we did want to boost that to uh, allow for more choice and more opportunity for kids and caretakers to have options. And most importantly, we've really changed how the restaurateurs can join the program. We've tried to make it as easy and streamlined as possible to get your two meals and two sides certified. And I think most importantly for the restaurateurs, it's now completely free for them. So before uh, version 1.0, there was a fee and we've completely removed that fee. So it's free for restaurateurs to participate.
0: Okay, thank you, Jeff. We will talk a bit more about how restaurants can get involved uh, a little later in our interview. But you spoke a bit about the nutritional elements of the program. So, Maggie, I want to shift over to you. Um, Let's talk about kids nutrition and why it's important. Um, So what was the driving force to create this program?
2: Great question, Carly. Um, You know, childhood obesity really is a serious problem in the United States. Um, Obesity puts children and adolescents at risk for poor health. Um, And I think we really all have a role to play here in curbing the trend of rising obesity rates. And this includes taking positive steps from the restaurant industry. Um, That's really the impetus for why we started uh, National Restaurant Association's Kids Live Well program. We're really seeking to empower families with a program that builds on healthy lifestyles. In some of our research that we've done, we know that six out of 10 consumers say that they take into account child friendliness when choosing where to dine. Um, Around 70% of moms want the choices for healthy kids items on restaurant menus. And we know this matters to customers across the board. Um, That's why we started this program. We think we do have a, a really a role to play and we're helping the restaurant brands Um, with toolkits, with an easy criteria to follow um, so that they can implement this across the board. Not just the big guys that have registered dietitians on staff, but also the small guys that might not have um, someone with this nutrition information um, that they can kind of pick this up and take it and run with it and be part of um, something big.
0: As a mom myself, I'm also particularly excited about this. Um, So let's talk more about the specifics of the program. So what types of foods uh, or combinations of food are accepted and approved for the Kids Live Well
2: program? Um, So Kids Live Well really leverages modern nutrition science that Jeff was speaking about to help restaurants craft those better for you kids meals. Um, As Jeff said, we have restaurants um, that commit to offering both two meals And a meal consists of an entree, a side, and a beverage, as well as two sides that meet a rigorous criteria. You can find all the details of that criteria at kidslivewell.com. But our program works to promote consumption of fruits and vegetables, which we all know kids and adults need more of. Um, In kind of thinking what this translates on to a menu, um, so you can visualize it a little bit, this could mean a meal is a you know, a grilled salmon with a vegetable medley and rice. Um, You might find that as a a Kids Live Well meal um, on a menu. It could mean a side of apple slices or a yogurt parfait as a side could be identified with our Kids Live Well icon. You know, the possibilities for what a Kids Live Well meal is, is really... um, you know, just based on a chef's creativity. We certainly have suggestions for, you know, things that could be incorporated, but the possibilities are really endless um, just based on your restaurant's creativity. One thing that we do um, also include as part of this um, new program is what we call better for you beverages. So one of the big um, areas that the public health community encouraged us to include in the new criteria when it launched was a default beverage policy Kids' menus. So that means that restaurants that participate in Kids Live Well um, only offer and advertise water, milk, and juice to kids. That doesn't mean that a parent couldn't, you know, order a special drink on occasion or opt in for a Coke if their kid, you know, um, wants to enjoy that. But as part of this program, those restaurants that are participating do commit to only offering water, milk, and juice because we know those are the you know, healthiest options for kids.
0: Okay, thank you. At the fifth annual Restaurant Legal Summit, you'll have the opportunity to connect with senior representatives from some of the restaurant industry's most successful brands and with legal experts from some of our nation's top law firms. Join to discuss important legal issues facing our industry today. You'll also have the opportunity to attend educational sessions, earn continuing education credit hours, and discuss the work and future emphasis of the Restaurant Law Center. Join us November 3rd to 5th in downtown Raleigh, North Carolina for this exciting event. You can find more information at restaurantlegalsummit.org. Jeff, shifting back to you, uh, can you tell us a bit more about how restaurants can get involved? You gave a quick preview on that, but give us the details. What do they need to do to start participating in the program?
1: Yes. So it is easy to get started. First, just send us an an email uh, to Live. Well at restaurant.org. That's of course restaurant.org is the National Restaurant Association's website and online environment. So kids of well at restaurant.org, that comes to me. I will you know respond or work with Maggie and, and her team to respond and start the process. Um, next, you really, as a restaurant tour, want to designate a liaison for this program. We want someone who is a chef or working directly with menu development. So they are committed, they want to do this, they know exactly what can go on the menu and how to make shifts within the restaurant brand that's appropriate for the brand too go on the kids menu, right? We don't want um, an operations person who doesn't know anything about menu development to be, you know, the individual, if at all, we can help it. So we do want someone who uh, who's passionate and wants to get involved. And really after that, you just need to start collecting the nutrition information on the meals you want to submit to kidsatwelloutrestaurant.org. And those um, data, the sodium the calories the fat all these things are online usually with any of your food delivery services so think u.s foods cisco any of these food service uh, organizations that you'd be purchasing from usually have all this information available for you on their website to order from so very easy to access kind of pull this all together Uh, if you're really confused you don't have any idea what you're doing the food directions team can certainly help and then submit that to uh, again kidsofwellrestaurant.org and food directions can help go through that you might need to make some tweaks but um You know, following kind of uh, some good menu development and and meal creation. um, It shouldn't be too hard. There's a little bit of back and forth, but, um, you know, that's part of the the go developing any menu item. And then um, finally, once you get that approved, we want you to promote your involvement. So we have a social media toolkit that once you're, you know, part of the program and you say yes, you can now promote this, tell your customers put it on your menu boards, put the Kids of Well logo on your menu to signify your involvement. And we have, uh, you know, propped up, marked up menus that should give you examples to really help you get along and, and uh, go through this whole process. And then of course, um, We want to hear from you. We want to hear your stories. How did it go? Uh, How are the customers reacting? All these kind of fun things to help promote your involvement as a restaurateur and get the word out there about your restaurant and that people can find better for you meals there at your establishment. So very excited to get uh, lots of restaurateurs involved and uh, working in this program.
0: Okay, so Jeff, uh, is there anywhere that listeners can go to learn more about this program uh, and what restaurants are already offering these Kids Live Well certified meals?
1: Yes, so our website is the best place to get the information you would need it's currently growing and expanding and we're including more information all the time but if you go to kidslivewell.com you can learn more as a consumer or if you're a restaurateur who wants to just check the program out before emailing us that's a great place to learn what the program's about as well for consumers interested in going to restaurants that are already participating we're super excited to have a whole bunch of national brands currently involved in the program that offer Kids Live Well meals and sides already. So Applebee's, Firebirds, Denny's, obviously found all across the country. If you're in the Maryland, Virginia, or DC region, Silver Diners, a fantastic partner, uh, who's kind of a a smaller uh, local chain, but a great diner. Oh, Wawa, and they're fantastic uh, lunch sandwiches and uh, the wonderful things that they offer is uh, a newer member. We're excited to have them on board. Carrabba's, an Italian restaurant, uh, IHOP, also located all across the country, Sonic has been a longtime partner, offering uh, Kids of Well meals. And Outback Steakhouse, Bonefish Grill, and Joe's Crab Shack are all members of Kids of Well and offer these better-for-you meals. Uh, currently, uh, under Kiss of All criteria. And we do have more coming on uh, very soon. I would love to announce who they are, but uh, we're going to let them do the announcement first. But uh, they are national chains and um, very excited to have uh, new partners on board all the time.
0: Okay. So in closing, I just want to say this program sounds really fantastic. Um, As I said before, as a mom, I'm particularly excited about it. Um, So as we wrap things up and close out, is there anything else that you, uh, Jeff or Maggie, would like our listeners to know about this program?
1: The the only thing I would love for people to take away from this is that is a choice. You know, if you're a parent, I'm sure Maggie is the same way. We don't always go to a restaurant and order the best possible meal for our children, because frankly, we want them to enjoy the meal, we want them to eat, we want them oftentimes to just settle down. (laughs) It's 5.30 at night, we need them to be kind of quiet and chill out. But uh, we do wanna offer, the whole point of this program is to offer options for parents. So uh, behavior change takes time, nudges help, you know taking in, instead of getting the same thing every time when you order out as a parent slowly shifting in you know maybe better for you meals once in a while see how the children react and then hopefully pick that up and do that more frequently over time uh, as a consumer then um, just ordering the standard fare uh, that maybe isn't always the best thing to have once in a while is always great uh, i like hamburgers i eat chicken nuggets it's wonderful but if you eat that every day it's not too great for you so that's kind of the philosophy of kids live well that we offer options and that restaurateurs who are the cornerstones of our communities offer up these opportunities to change behavior if parents want and it's a great voluntary opportunity for restaurants uh to do the right thing and and be better uh, and offer options in their community so um, it's a great opportunity we do want passionate restaurateurs to get involved and look forward to really growing the program as a, as a business opportunity and a, a consumer opportunity as well.
2: Yeah, Jeff, building on that um, business opportunity, you know, we hear that a lot from restaurants where they're asking us, okay, we know it's the right thing to do to promote these meals, but does it make the right business sense? Um, there was a very cool study done out of Childhood Obesity 180 with Tufts University um, that really found that healthier children's menus um, are easy to implement and that the changes to improve the nutrition of the children's meals didn't hurt restaurant revenue and may have even helped support growth. Um, Jeff and I are constantly checking in with the brands that are already part of this program to make sure that that's the case. We want this to work for you and and not be um, you know, a business drag by any stretch. Um, we think that this is the right thing for, for restaurants to, um, you know, make these positive steps, but we're also working to help build that business case. Like we've seen with this, this initial case study that was done on, um, the silver diner chain. So, um, there's a link to, to that. If folks are interested in checking out that case study as well, but, um, we're continuing to build lots of tools and resources to make this, this program very turnkey for restaurants that want to get involved.
0: Fantastic. Well, Jeff and Maggie, thank you both so much for your time today. I know that a ton of work has gone on, um, you know, over the last year or so getting ready for this relaunch. uh, And I'm particularly excited about it as well. So we will make sure to include all these uh, links in the show notes for our listeners and hope that they dive right in and get involved. So thank you for your time today. At the fifth annual restaurant legal summit you'll have the opportunity to connect with senior representatives from some of the restaurant industry's most successful brands and with legal experts from some of our nation's top law firms join to discuss important legal issues facing our industry today you'll also have the opportunity to attend educational sessions earn continuing education credit hours and discuss the work and future emphasis of the restaurant law center Join us November 3rd to 5th in downtown Raleigh, North Carolina for this exciting event. You can find more information at restaurantlegalsummit.org. Thanks so much for listening to Order Up, the podcast from the National Restaurant Association. Follow us on your favorite podcast player and find out more at restaurant.org podcasts. Episode produced by Dante32.